You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And I really hope you guys are keeping yourself safe and sane during these trying times. I just realized that it's been a while since I've used my little catchphrases, Happy Wednesday and Happy Hump Day. For the last couple of weeks to a month, it's been nothing but crazy, you know, We've lost jobs, we have reduced salaries, we're losing loved ones, we're getting sick, and it's just been hard to keep a sense of normalcy and to really stay consistent, but I really appreciate you all sticking by me, sticking by the brand, and continuing to you know share Frida's world with your loved ones, with your friends, so I really appreciate all of the support that you guys have been able to uh, you know, give me at this time. So this week we have a really, really great guest, a very special guest by the name of Randy B. Some of you might know her as the sister intendant. She's a diversity and inclusion specialist who is revitalizing and reshaping the world of diversity and inclusion as we know it. And so I am so blessed and so honored to have her as a guest on this show as we talk about her, talk about the industry she's in, but more importantly, engage in a real deep and thorough conversation about self-love and isolation. During this time of isolation, a lot of us are struggling with the self-care. We're struggling with the concept of self-love because we've been out in these streets hustling and bustling for so long. We are literally at home now, you know, even if we are working from home, but we're home and we don't really know what to do with ourselves. And these are anxious times. People are experiencing high levels of anxiety. Again, people are getting notifications of loved ones passing, friends passing. This is a very rough time to be in isolation. And so, you know, self-care is something that we advocate all the time on this show. And we you know, as much as we advocate for it, we also know that it's a struggle. But during these times in particular, it's really important for us to figure out a way to really spend time with ourselves. Those of us who are, you know, spiritual and religious, spend time with the word, you know, figuring out what we can do to get our, pl- our, our systems and get ourselves in a place of Zen, in a place of tranquility, in a place of relaxation. So we are going to have a really cool and interesting conversation with Randy B on self-love and isolation and, you know, just the many things that make up black women and a lot of the struggles that we experience as black women, particularly, though, in this, you know, era of the corona apocalypse, as I call it. So I definitely hope that you guys, you know, stay tuned for that. But before I get into the meat of the show, I always share a highlight of the week every week. And this week, my highlight is that I am slowly getting back into my writing. For the longest time, I would complain that I don't have enough time to write, that I don't have time to sit down and really put pen to paper and come up with some creative work. But 
you know, in the beginning of this uh, break, if you want to call it that, there was just so much going on because there was so much uncertainty. I wasn't feeling well. Every other day, somebody's dying. I mean, that's still the case now. But I think, you know, if we look back to a month ago, I think we were just all confused as to what is really happening here. Now that we're talking about a month later, I think that some of us are starting to settle into this new normal. So although our anxieties might still be high, um, we've kind of found a leveled playing field in a sense. So I am excited that my my creative juices um, have started percolating and that I'm now writing and creating meaningful content. And so that was something that I was looking forward to doing, you know, for the last year. I feel like I've I've been stifled a little bit, but now that I'm on this road to recovery and I'm feeling better and I think I'm really settling into this new normal, I have created that time and I now have the capacity to think creatively and to pre, you know produce more creative content. So for me, that's the highlight of this week. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very special guest, Randy B. Randy, say hello. Hello. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on this show today. It's funny because I'm never really, you know, I guess, starstruck. <laughs> But um, I've oh, seen, <laughs> but I've seen you on you know other platforms before, and I was just really stoked when I when I realized that oh my gosh, this is actually like Randy B, who's going to be on my show. Um, so I really, really thank you for taking the time to be on the Frida's World platform. Oh, listen, that, I'm the one who's honored to be on Frida's World. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you welcome. Can't wait for the discussion. Yes, me too. Um, I definitely want to kind of get into who you are a little bit before we get into our later discussion. But I want I want you to share with the audience, you know, who is Randy B? What is it that you do, et cetera? I, I call myself the sister intendant of inclusivity. I created that term, you know, because I just became just so honestly disgusted by my entire, not my career, but just my my area of expertise. I've always been in the diversity and inclusivity space where I was trying to make people feel as if they had a sense of belonging where they work, mm -hmm. because if you don't feel as you belong, you will not work hard. You will not succeed. You will not thrive. You will not be happy. So belonging is the key. Mm -hmm. And the way I was doing that was working with the corporations, right. And, you know, uh, working with the leadership and, you know, doing this for you know 20 years, almost, I found that I was ineffective to be honest mm -hmm. and not because I personally was ineffective, although I had work to do too, which I'll discuss, but also just the way we did it. You know, you know, you have people typically who are powerful white males who may not even understand the perspective of someone who's um, a woman or someone who's of color or mm -hmm. someone who is gay or they just make be completely uh, separate from the struggle sometimes yeah. and, and the, the challenges that we face. And so they really want me to come in to make, honestly, the ones who are in charge feel better about the diversity and come in and say, hey, guys, diversity is so fantastic, isn't it? And we should all be happy and work well together and kind of skirt around all the real issues that are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, why are there no uh, minorities in upper management? Um, I'm sick of these people touching my hair. Why don't I feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. um, 
really telling you that I was at a, when you ask what we did this weekend, why don't I feel comfortable saying I was at a Black Lives Matter, uh, Matter rally? Mm-hmm. Um, why is it on certain cultural days we think that we're addressing my culture just by changing what's in the lunchroom, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, my culture is way bigger than that. All of those issues that, you know, people weren't feeling seen. So I was like, I'm going to go to the people, mm-hmm. right? So instead of going like on the outside in, I kind of went to the inside and said, how can I speak directly to people in a real way, dealing with real issues, not in a way that makes people feel uncomfortable. I mean, that make, makes people feel comfortable, but actually uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to feel uncomfortable in order to make change. And my job now is to make change and not make people feel comfortable. And I came up with sister because in my quest to please people like we all do, I, I unconsciously had this whole code switching thing down pat. Yes, I so saw a shirt of yours that said code about code switching. Oh yeah, I, I I was I was the queen of code switching, and then having the nerve to get up and teach classes about the merits of diversity, which mm. is a joke, right? Yeah. And so I said, how can I tell people to feel comfortable in their own skin when I'm not doing it myself? Mm-hmm. When I am. Uh, covering my womanness and my blackness as much as I possibly can, as if being a woman and being black is not synonymous with also being professional. Yes, that is. And so what true. message am I sending to everyone? In every way I live and everything I do, I try to send the message that I'm black. I'm a woman. I'm professional. Um, I'm adventurous. I'm happy. I'm loving. I'm all of these things. I'm not a stereotype. We are not monolithic. And see me because mm-hmm. I'm seeing and embracing myself. Yeah, I think that that's really important. And it's, and it's so interesting because everything that you're saying, you know, is, is pretty much what we thrive on here on the podcast. You know, each of the episodes, we try to, to make it, you know, uh, known that it's okay to be who you are and to not necessarily let these, you know, people at work, these managers make you feel small. And so I think that, you know, what you're doing is, is tremendous work because you know, too often, you know, I, I myself have been in these positions and I've had friends who are in these positions where, you know, being a black woman is, you know, is not seen as being synonymous as, you know, being a professional and being amazing and being great in the workplace. So I definitely commend the work that you're doing with that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I I, I feel very excited about it. I'll, I'll tell you that it's the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, because quite frankly, you know, when people say to me, well, a lot of people are scared to be themselves, should they be scared? And they're always waiting for me to say, well, no, of course not. You should just be yourself. And I'm like, no, you should be fearful. There is bravery that comes to speaking the truth and to embracing who you are. Um, we see that with cases like Gabrielle Union, when you speak up and say, this is a, um, society that promotes harassment. Mm -hmm. There's racism and sexism happening. You know, people disappear, you know, they, they, it's, it's, so it's not, I'm not going to lie to people and say it's easy and it's safe, but I do believe the more and more we do it and as it increases and as it doesn't, you know, and we change the tide that it will become better. And it has, right. Yeah. But if we don't, it's the same way. And, you know, we'll go back to, you know, being in kitchens, kitchens <laughs> feeling like we have to press our hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you want to press your hair, but feeling like we have to press it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. There is a sense 
of bravery that's really required to step out on your own and to still be in the space, but say, see me, I'm here, accept me for, you know, for who I am. Right. Um, And I think a lot of that, though, as we, you know, move on to talk about, you know, self-love and what self-love is and whatnot, I think when I'm hearing what you're, you know, what you're describing, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, this individual has to be somebody who loves themselves. Right. Absolutely. Yes. That that because it is self-love when you decide to stop hiding or masking parts of who you are, particularly major parts. That's mm-hmm. what's so insane. I understand, like, if we're not wearing sandals because we have toes that are unattractive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you are hiding the major pieces of who you are, you know, then that does such severe psychological damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think hurts our work performance. It's it's ridiculous that, you know, corporations encourage us to do that because I think it doesn't make us as good in the workplace. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make us as effective because now you're really doing double duty, hiding who you are at work and then trying to keep up with the demands. Exactly. And how good can you be? You know, it's kind of like, if you know a dance, like let's say you're doing the electric slide and you know it and how well you move because you're just yourself, you're in your element, you know, mm-hmm. but when you learn like one of these new dances, you know, I've been trying to learn these new dances <laughs> that you can't have out, right? <laughs> you know, I have two teenagers, so I'm trying to like learn these dances, how awkward we are, right? Because we can't get into the groove because it's so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's not natural for us. And so that's how it is when we are in the, in the world where we can't be who we truly are. We, we don't, we don't groove. We don't get in our groove. We don't perform as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I think there's so many examples of women who are, you know, stepping out, being brave and really, you know, serving as examples for us out here who are in these, you know, workspaces to, to, you know, to be brave as well. Like, listen, I, I did it. And so can you. Um, but even right. with those examples, you know, it's still, it's, we still find it to be just difficult and hard to really be able to, I guess, mimic that ourselves in our, in our separate workspaces. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm still tired. I'm still, it's still an act of courage every single day. You know, when I started Randy B for the first year or over a year, I I was beating at 24. I hid my name again. It took me a long time. This revolution, this evolution Mm -hmm. of just meanness was very difficult for me to come to because, you know, I speak, you know, on Randy B, I speak about, I speak truthfully about issues. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to just speak about like, for instance, the Corona, I'm going to speak about how you know, the health disparities in the country are just really being evident right now. And I'm going to speak about issues that don't make people feel good. Yeah. So I was undercover. Right. So, yeah, it is. It is a challenge, but we do it. We just we just we just we do it in spite of. Okay. Now, with respect to, you know, diversity and inclusion like today. So I know um, Mm -hmm. with what you're, you know, what you're doing is you're kind of revitalizing and reshaping what diversity and inclusion means. I think, you know, not just for these corporations, but for us black people, right? Understanding like what that truly means um, within our community, the communities of color. Yeah. Um, 
What? Yes. In, so in terms of, um, I know you talked about, you know, doing the work. How how do people, I guess, um, contract you in a sense? Like, do you do you? I know you do um, a lot of speaking engagements all over the world. You're an author and you write a lot about these issues. But do you work like one on one with corporations or um, or groups of people who are you know needing that real raw um, you know uh, slap in the face reality when it comes to diversity and inclusion? <laughs> well, it's not painful when I talk. <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> I don't slap you. Um, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you know, I really teach people. I, I wrote a book um, that I use in a lot of my trainings and speaking engagements called Never Says and Things You Do Not Say, mm-hmm. right? And I do a lot of speeches and I do a lot of group trainings. I have some executives that hire me to help them speak better, communicate better, feel better in the workplace. Uh, you know, what this is, you know, I'm not one of these people. I know when I talk about the truth, society has trained us to say, oh, that person must be angry. And I'm mm-hmm. not at all. I see things very clearly and the humanness we all have. And we were all raised in silos, right? You know, mm-hmm. you were around people that are similar to you, most of us, mm-hmm. except the African-American experience is unique in that we were learned or trained from birth, typically, how to get along, excel in corporate America, yeah. which means that we learned how to be accepted in the majority culture. Mm-hmm. That, that was part of our education. Yeah. And so we have certain skills. The majority culture did not learn how, they didn't learn the reverse, right? And mm-hmm. so sometimes they say things that are offensive while they may be well-meaning, right? Yeah. And so it's just about teaching language, teaching culture, teaching about asking questions appropriately, saying, you know what, we find it offensive when you touch us because it makes me feel as if you see me as an animal or makes me feel as if you have rights to touch my body without asking. And there's a legacy of slavery Mm -hmm. that comes with that, that makes that more painful. That doesn't mean I'm cussing you out or slapping you, but it's just like, let's have real conversation instead of what we normally do is just say, oh, that was racist. That person's racist and shutting doors. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of talk real about why we are having some of the disagreements, why we're separate from one another. So we can get to a place where we can, there's respect. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, what I do, you know, with Randy B on the blog and on Facebook is like, there's like 70,000 people. We just talk about issues. It's kind of like a support group. Um, for black folks yeah, to like our online affinity group where we discuss things. Sometimes you just feel better because you get to vent, right? Yeah. We're kind of like <laughs> the group where you get to, get to come home with that glass of wine and complain to your best friend or your partner. Yeah. And I think that's, that's very needed. I think, you know, having those types of, of spaces, those outlets for us to, to, you know, let out our frustrations and, or to just learn, right. To learn from one of those experiences, yeah. I think is really, really important. Especially with, you know, I think with women of color. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think we more that we need it. Yeah. We need it. We need that exhale moment. (laughs) (laughs) So now I guess moving more on to kind of what's going on, you know, currently, right. The the current state of, of the world, you know, we're in the middle of this global Mm. pandemic and, um, Mm. you know, it's, it's affecting lives. People are dying. People are sick. You know, people are trying to be productive, but yet it's like, who can really focus at a time like this? Right. 
Um, right. And I think that, you know, with the, your background, um, you know, and, and being a specialist on people really is kind of how I see you. Like you, you understand people, you understand systems and, you know, being a woman of color, you understand, you know, our plight. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about self-love briefly, you know, when we were just talking about being, you know, brave and being, um, being strong in the workplace. Now, mm-hmm. I find that right now, a lot of us professional, you know, women particularly who are home right now, some of us have been furloughed, laid off. We're struggling with like that sense of I- identity. Um, you know, we're, we're seeking to be included, but we're in isolation, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get your, I guess, your take, your, your expertise, your, you know, pick your brain a little bit about that idea of self-love while in this isolated state, you know, what should we really be doing? Yes. We're seeing so many posts, and I know we were talking about this offline, of people shaming each other by saying, you know, if you don't have yes. a side business by the time you're out of this pandemic, you're not disciplined. And I wanted to get your take on 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 that and kind of give a little hope and inspiration to those of us who are are sitting home wondering like, oh my gosh, do I need to start a side hustle? Like what, what do I need to be doing during this time? Yeah, let, uh, let me say when this all broke out, I did what a lot of, I believe my sisters probably did. And I got out my whiteboard and I said, these are all the things that I'm going to accomplish in mm-hmm. this time period. At that moment, in that mo- moment, I thought it was going to be about a month. Mm-hmm. So I said, at the end of this month, I want to be. And I start, you know, cramming out these goals and writing them down. And I said, I was fine. I said, wow, this is a blessing. I have time to work on all the things I haven't had a chance to work on before. The world has given us a pause Mm -hmm. and thought I was happy. And then I found myself eating about a half a bag of (laughs) uh, barbecue every day. (laughs) And I felt I haven't, I hadn't had a pop tart since they just had one or two flavors. I think they were strawberry. (laughs) <laughs> and great. But, you know, my son's home from college and I have a high school uh, junior and they were bringing in all this junk food and I'm just sitting and eating it with them. And I find myself just drinking wine starting at 3 p.m. Right. <laughs> happy hour, okay, happy. right? But I'm telling myself that I'm great. And finally, I had to say, you're not great. Because this is not how you take care of yourself when you're loving yourself and you're feeling good. Mm -hmm. And so what I suggest to my sisters is to take a moment and to dial in to release the stereotypes that the world has placed upon us and that we have accepted about the strong black woman. Mm. Because we are strong. Indeed, we're strong. But strength comes with also saying, I am not okay right now, or I am feeling some type of way. And it's interesting because I asked the question on Facebook. I said, Hey folks, how are we doing? Just checking in, right? Doing my whole Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. Fellas, how you doing? (laughs) This is how you doing. And, uh, you know, you had to do, you know, you placed how you were doing on a, based on the color of the heart you put. And it was interesting because almost everybody put that they were great, right? Mm, And I wanted to say, no, you're not. The world has turned upside down and inside out. Even if we can see the blessing, even if we are faithful and believe that we're being taken care of, because I have all of that, even if we are being able to spend time with loved ones and we see the benefits of things, 
there has still been a major change, a major shift in the way the world is. Mm -hmm. Around us, people are sick, are dying. We are not able to purchase groceries in the same way. Business has changed. So you would have to be a robot not to feel a level of anxiety and stress. And so I welcome everyone to sit in that and to feel that I, the world has changed and I am feeling what? And what's, what's hard about us and our strength, right? Cause gosh, we are some strong people mm-hmm. is that we literally have to dig for a moment. We have to spend some time and say, wait, I, I'm feeling what? Yeah. And to address it and to own it. And then to speak to it when people say, Hey sis, how you got girl, how you doing to say, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night. Mm-hmm. Or it means I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be with my church family on Sunday. Yeah. Or I'm real worried about my mother. You know, whatever it is, it's so healing to speak it, own it, be it. That self-love is just seeing yourself and dialing into who you are. And then once you realize that taking time to nurture it, so I tell people, you know, before I said I was going to be more fit during this time, like, which is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I'm really be working out hard now. Now I'm trying to just not gain too much weight. <laughs> I am eating more. I'm eating more. I'm okay with that. Right. I, don't get me wrong. I don't want to come out of this 20 pounds. Bigger, yeah. So I'm also trying to work out. Right. And come out balanced. Yeah. Mentally physically, emotionally, just balanced. Yeah, I totally agree. I was, I was totally with you when I first, you know, was home, I put on like those big, big post-it stickies on the wall and I carved Mm -hmm. out, I accounted for every hour from 7am until like 8, 9pm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And, you know, my, I have, a, I have a, a middle schooler. So I had his, you know, his schedule. I was, you know, basically on his school schedule as well, too, paralleled. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, you know, I ended up, you know, falling ill. And, like, it totally derailed every single one of my plans. Like, I had a robust workout. I ordered, like, weights. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. It was crazy. <laughs> And now I'm just like, that, you know what? Isn't that us? Isn't that the black woman to say, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So <laughs> let me go hard at work, go hard on my body, go hard on every, and cleaning my house. And I'm going to, you know, paint my bedroom. And I'm like, if that's not a black woman. Yep, exactly. It's, it says it's, a lot about us, guys. <laughs> it's crazy. We are definitely not lazy people. I know there's you know all these rhetoric about black people. Oh, no. We are clearly not lazy people. <laughs> oh, please. It's it's far it's, from it. But it's so crazy, like how, like no, not that you're you're bringing that up, and we're like itemizing all of these things that we set out to do on a daily basis. Like we're absolutely insane. <laughs> When you think about it, and someone needs to, you know, you need to hear it sometimes. I hope some people are looking at themselves right now like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm tripping. And (laughs) to allow themselves to get in the bed at 6 p.m., tell the kids peanut butter and jelly is what's for dinner and watch (laughs) a movie while drinking a glass of wine and allow themselves to just be because I think on the end we'll come out better 
if we do something crazy like rest, mm-hmm. you know, if we <laughs> nap in the middle of the day, <laughs> if you know, we do, you know, Skype calls with our girlfriends, our Zoom calls, mm-hmm. if we just be for a minute, because Lord knows, I don't know a black woman out there who doesn't need to relax for a minute. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think we'll be so much better if we do that. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely learning that. Like I prior to all of this craziness, I had ordered this aroma th- aroma therapy like misting, you know, machine and mm-hmm. let me tell you, I drink tea 3 times a day now. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself all zen. I'm watching, you know, I'm binging on on shows and I'm trying to be creative at the same time. But if I, you know, I could set out a goal and say, "Oh, I'm going to try and write today." But if I don't write, I'm not going to kill myself. I'll say there's always tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and try to do it that way. Stop beating yourself up. Like that's the thing. As stop beating yourself up when you don't. And that's so funny you say that. I have my little aromatherapy machine working behind me right now. <laughs> I, you know, how to have like calming sense going. I mm. bird I have I love Harlem Candle Company, you know, because it's black owned, mm-hmm. sister owned, and the candles are insanely oh, they smell so good. I burn a candle all day. I, you know, I'm not uh, talking like this. I, I have try to have some nice background music mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm on a date with me as yep. I'm working throughout the day when I do work to just be gentle and loving towards myself and recognizing that the world is in a state of trauma and I've got to be feeling something from that. So I'm very kind to me these days. Yeah, I think that's really the key right there, being kind. I know uh, it's funny. I was having a conversation with one of my friends. I think it might have been earlier last week. I can't even, I can't keep the day straight anymore, but it might have been last week. And I know that if I'm feeling this, a lot of, you know, my friends or a lot of people who are listening are feeling this, but, you know, I've always been somebody who's been on like the forefront. Like I used to do a lot of disaster relief work, both here and abroad. And so with this situation, when it came up and the fact that I'm home, I know one idea in my mind was like, how am I useful during this time period? And trying to figure out like, man, like, Mm. how can I be useful? So, you know, being, I guess, mean to ourselves by thinking that, well, this pandemic is going on and I'm not contributing, you know, what, what can I do? And I think a lot of people are feeling that, like, they're feeling like, man, like I'm just sitting here and I could be doing something and I'm not. Inside, you know, so there's that idea that's going on in other people's, you know, in my mind, and you know, a lot of the minds of other okay, people. Okay, sis. First of all, I gotta stop you. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stop you. What do you think this is? That is true. Talking is you're doing a lot, reaching a lot of people. Just okay. Sometimes <laughs> we need to recognize that we are doing something. That is true. I know sometimes it's, you know, where, and, but this is, but this is why it's important to communicate. Like, even though we're in isolation to still be communicating with other people to remind us that, you know, we are doing something and that, you know, yes. we're not just sitting around. We're not just sitting around, but it is also okay if you are just sitting around that, that for a is while. True too. Like it is okay to just sit around sometimes and veg out on reality TV or, or, or you know, delve into a book. You are nurturing yourself and mm-hmm. resting and it is okay. And if you come out of this pandemic, this situation with nothing but feeling rested and restored and ready, then you have, you have done something. That's, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. The people who are just pushing, 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 you know, that eventually does implode. 
Yeah. And you don't know when, but it does. Um, And anybody who was telling you, if you don't come out of this with a new, with a book, you know, people have people write (laughs) novels and stuff. Like, what's wrong? Right? (laughs) Those those people can be, you know, there's a, you can mute people in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, those may not be your people right now. You may love them to death, but those may not be your people. Yeah. And you could say, set yourself a goal you'd like to do and take little nibbles off of it. That's kind of how I'm doing in some Mm -hmm. days. That block of cheese gets nibbled on and some days it doesn't. And it's okay. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Marginal, this, my, my 2020 um, motto was marginal steps. <laughs> and then 2020 yes. took a whole different direction, but I'm trying to get back to that mission. You know, when I first started the year, I said, you know what? Marginal steps, little, little incremental steps to getting where you need to get, you know, sometimes trying to attack the whole big picture at the same time it will, you know, it will discourage you and it'll throw you off. But I like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bringing that into bringing to, you know, speaking about like the self, the self love and the self care. I think that that is, you know, you, we can use that idea of marginal steps in that realm as well too. You know, you wake up, you make a goal, like you said, and if you don't necessarily complete all of it, you know, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Right. And necessarily, you know, in times of stress like this, we're trying to survive and not necessarily thrive. Mm-hmm. So I consider it a win when I put on lip gloss, right? Yeah. Because I don't have to, <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm, no one's really seeing me now but my family. Um, but I do feel better when I put a little, when I look better. But some days I just don't feel like it because I'm feeling somewhat blob because, mm-hmm. you know, my hair and my nails are things that I, like I told people, that natural beauty has faded, honey, over the years. So I'm <laughs> having <laughs> I'm used to having folks keep that maintain me, honey. <laughs> and, and so as I watch it all like disintegrate and, you know, I have, you know, nails have popped off and I'm, you know, it's, it's hard to just sometimes put on lip gloss because you don't feel as pretty. But yeah. so a step for me is just putting on lip gloss for the day and that can be celebrated. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree. I think. Um, it was earlier, it might've been earlier this week. I feel like the, the highlight, you know, for me was I had finally ventured outside. I went to the Seven Eleven, which is only like two blocks away. Cause I had been like, you know, fearful of even leaving the house without a mask with everything going on. I'm like, I don't know if I'm breathing this thing. And I finally got to the Seven Eleven. Right. And I was in search of ice cream because I felt like I deserved it. But they didn't have you any do. ice cream. They didn't have any ice cream. So I found a guava rita. So I'm a big fan Aww. of that whole lime rita, mango rita line. I'm like one of their biggest, you know, uh, top top buyers. <laughs> and it's been a while since <laughs> I <laughs> it's been a while since I've indulged, you know. I was trying to treat myself better. These are not the best drinks. Um, but I got it. I was like, I don't see ice cream. I'm gonna get this guava rita. And if I tell you I drank half half the can. I sat on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy and I felt my spirit mm-hmm. be so lifted in that moment. It was it was yes. crazy. Yep. Like the little things. And you that's know? what we have to do for ourselves. That is that is self-love. I, I mean, and telling ourselves we deserve it. We are yeah. deserving. I think that's honestly the hardest thing is just particularly for black women to say we are deserving. And what's interesting is that other black women who are our cheerleaders oftentimes don't make us feel as if we're deserving. Yeah. You know, like, girl, please, you know, you want you to get dressed today. Mm-hmm. You want your pajamas, girl. And 
honestly, again, you could say to someone, listen, I need for you to cheer for me in this self-care. It's not natural for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to love myself and be kind to myself. We, we need to get out of that. I feel like black women feel as if we're supposed to suffer. We, we, yes. we actually applaud each other. We're like, girl, she's got it going on. Mm-hmm. She does A, B, C, D, and the third. I'm like, she sounds exhausted to me. I, I don't <laughs> want to be that. Person. That does not sound great to me. And we applaud overworking. Yes. You know, we, we applaud it. We applaud suffering. Yeah. Like, girl, she stayed with that man through this, 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 and that. And I'm like, why? What? Like, it's like anything that's like us, like suffering and toiling. We're like, that's a, that's a good sister right there. I'm like, no, uh-uh. what about the sister taking care of her? She doesn't sound happy. Yeah. You know? And so we change the whole dialogue and making self-care something that we applaud um, in each other. Like, girl, girl, that's right. I know that I am so happy you spent the day in bed. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie? Let me tell you this Netflix series you have to watch. I like, as you're saying that, I'm like, this is so true. We definitely applaud people for doing too much. Oh, team, yeah. yeah. I have cheerleaders for my team too muchness. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have a whole squad and I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, yeah, I don't think anybody really, I mean, I have, I have one group chat of, of professional women. I think that, you know, we're all equally exhausted. And I think they, they do support, you know, that ice cream run or they support that doing nothing. But for the most part though, you're right. We do, it's like, you know, we do, we do thrive on, um, on this. This, this sense of suffering. And I think that psychology is what messes us up because if we're not suffering, then we're not living. And, and, and we're scared to, to release the tension. It's funny. You know, I had my Instagram page, uh, Randy B and, uh, well, Randy underscore underscore B. And it was really just, I posted, it was like me. It wasn't anything to do with my professional me. Cause I like to travel mm-hmm. and I found people going to it. And I, I was like, why are people, you know, checking out my Instagram page? (laughs) And I had a sister tell me, she said, Randy, we actually learn more from you in that page because you live Mm -hmm. like you do your work. You have your hustle. I'm on my grind. I have goals. You know, there are times where I'm barely coming up from air for air, but I party, I travel, I drink, I, you know, put on that bikini and you know, dance like no one's watching. Mm-hmm. I really believe in living because I'm like, what is the point of it all? Like, I'm not just, you know, we get stuck in this, you know, check the box mentality. Like I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. And I'm like, but are you happy? Because mm-hmm. that box should be checked first. Like, are you happy? I know true. people who are very accomplished, but I'm like, are they happy? I don't, I wouldn't want that life yeah. uh, that they're living right now. They, I don't sense happiness. And so being whole to me is a big part about what we're saying today about that self-love. That's a part of it. Allowing yourself to do what will make you feel good at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that this time, you know, is, I mean, there's no time but the present, right? For us to really sit back right now, especially for those of us who, you know, who are not working and we're, we're off. This is the time to kind of tap in in and, and and learn how to how to self love and actually do self care because some of us just never we don't even know what that looks like what that means so I think that this is definitely like the opportune time for people to really you know get that journal out like for me it's right like you know we were talking earlier about identifying you know 
some of the issues, some of the things that are going on with us and really like, I guess, working through it. And I've, I've recently like picked up a a journal and started writing out my stressors. Like this stresses me Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) And why does it stress me out? And when does it stress me out? And I felt like Mm -hmm. when I did that, I had such a relief because I'm like, oh, I'm identifying what's causing me, you know, stress, like why I'm not able to self love as much. So I, that's such a beautiful gift. That's a beautiful gift that you are listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of talk about health disparities in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is that I don't even think that we take the time to love ourselves, to listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies. Yeah. And so people will say, well, weren't you feeling like this? And they're like, well, yeah, I was feeling kind of, but you know, we hear that in our community. Well, yeah, I was feeling a little, my stomach did hurt a little bit, but I just figured, I'm like, wow, we, we won't even listen to ourselves nope. and our guts are, you know, our pain. So honestly, just you listening to yourself and saying, wow, why am I feeling a certain way? And just seeing yourself is really a powerful thing. Yeah, it's definitely something that over time of not listening to myself and, you know, being literally, you know, I have this Mm -hmm. saying now, if you don't listen to your body, your body's going to make you listen to it. And having those, yeah, yeah, having those experiences have slowly, you know, changed my perspective. And, you know, now I'm telling people, you know, especially during this healthcare crisis, like you're saying, there's a lot of disparities. And as people of color, you know, the medical professionals, a lot of times think that we're just being extra because they know we're strong. So it's like, you know, they kind of turn a blind eye to us and we have to advocate for ourselves. Like, no, this is not just a headache. Crazy. You know, I I was right about that the other day, I was like, you have got to be your own best advocate because, you know, the disparities are already shown, Mm -hmm. you know, all the stats, we all know the stats about bias and particularly in the health community, understand that they don't go away when someone becomes a doctor Mm -hmm. or a nurse and not saying we're not applauding all that people are doing. Right. But it has been proven that we get less medical care. You know, black people don't get the same pain meds that Mm -hmm. white people get. I mean, we are we were made to suffer more. So when you, you know, it's good to have that knowledge. So you advocate more, you know, loudly for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, should you have a medical situation because we don't. And again, that again is self-love. Like I love me enough to say, no, you're going to hear me. You're Mm -hmm. going to take care of me. I am deserving of care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what scares me when they say they're, you know, short on equipment. I'm like, if a choice has to be made between who's going to get the ventilator, understand that the black life will be sacrificed more frequently than not. Yep. Yep. And that, and we're seeing those numbers. We're seeing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as they say, you know, we're dying from it. I mean, everyone I talked to, including myself, you know, trying to get it, trying to get tested. I believe, you know, whereas you see some people just are seen to easily get the test. Black mm-hmm. people are very ill, having fevers. And they said, well, I was sent home three times. And then eventually they end up dying. Yeah. Right. So we have to advocate for ourselves and our loved ones to yeah. ensure we're getting the health care that we so deserve. <sighs> crazy times we are living in, Randy. <laughs> crazy, crazy times. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. We've established that we're strong mm-hmm. and like you know at this point in your life you're not lazy, right? Yeah, absolutely not. I think we're scared <laughs> if we don't we, we we know we're not lazy. 
So we honestly need to work on the opposite of being more loving towards ourselves. Yeah. Like we know there's, it's not going to happen where we do absolutely nothing during this pandemic and we come out on the end and they're going to say, oh, I did nothing but sit on my butt all day. It's not in us. Yeah. So if you're good on the not lazy and the push, work on the part that's harder. That's the self-love and the chilling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. I think, you know, it's funny for a, cult, a culture who talks about Netflixing and chilling and quarantining and chilling, we really don't chill that much. <laughs> we don't take our own advice. Oh, gosh, no. Nope. <laughs> Definitely don't take our own advice. Uh, but I'm hoping that through this conversation, people will, you know, people will feel a little more comfortable and they'll feel okay with the, you know, all I, all I did today was drink some wine, binge TV with my aromatherapy in the background and feel like that was an accomplishment. Yes. yes. Give yourself yes. permission. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Oh man. So Randy, I really, really appreciated this conversation. I think that, you know, your insight in everything that's going on. I mean, we kind of touched on a lot of different topics. We talked about the healthcare disparities. We talked about self-love. We talked about, you know, being a professional, you know, working individual, you know, every, and I feel like all of it kind of like meshes together. You know, it all made sense. We kind of, you know, went with the flow. It's all about love. Yeah. At the core of it, right? At Mm -hmm. the core of it. That's really what it is. Um, And so I I think that people definitely got that message from today's conversation. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So now, Randy, I know that you have, um, you know, you have different platforms and I definitely want you to shout out all of your platforms. I know some people are thinking, how do I contact Randy B? You know, I, I want her to either speak at this, you know, either this event or I want her to come in and do some trainings. How can we get in contact? with you, you know, um, via the internet or social media, et cetera? Well, I, my website is randyb.net, R-A-N-D-I-B.net. Okay. And my Facebook page is Randy B, which we have a thriving, wonderful community. It's not even, it's not mine. It's, it's, it's the communities <laughs> where we have great discussions on, you know, everything that's affecting us mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then on Instagram, where really you just get me, is Randy underscore underscore B, R-A-N-D-I again, underscore underscore B. Okay, great. Now, do you do you accept um, sliding in DMs or <laughs> e- is it there, there, can we email you? <laughs> you know, when I first started, I didn't even know what sliding in DMs was. You know, my, like years ago, and my one of my sons was like, mom, you have whatever, this many DMs. I accept sliding in my DMs <laughs> for appropriate appropriate d- things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Appropriate things. Appropriate. We have yes, to emphasize yes. appropriate. <laughs> Which I will say that I have been pretty blessed. Okay, I, I don't get too much craziness. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, Randy, thank you again so much for being a guest today. Like I, I truly appreciate it oh, for thank myself. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, so grateful. Yeah, I definitely, even for myself, like I, I learned some things that I'm going to, you know, put into practice and I'm going to be kinder to myself now. And I'm, I'm going to say, you know what, today mm-hmm. I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> And I'm going to watch some. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So thank you, everyone, for tuning into another episode of Frida's World. Again, thank you so much, Randy B., for being a guest on this show. For you guys you. who are interested in, in following us on Instagram, we are F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. You can also go to our website, www.fridasworld.com, to sign up for the new, uh, the latest newsletter and to just be you know in the know with what's happening next. So thank you, guys, and we'll talk next week. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world.